0: This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Cribland. Thank you so much for subscribing to the bonus material. It's very much appreciated. As I say on the main podcast, it is our only source of income for the pod. So thank you so much for supporting us. I'm going to dive right in and discuss Martin Payaral. My apologies in advance because I foolishly chose the language of diplomacy when I was in school. Uh, That is French, not German. So there's going to be just mispronunciations all over the gaff. I will try my best, but my apologies in advance advance because it's it's I'm not going to lie the pro- the pronunciations are going to be pretty bad so this is just an insane story I cannot believe that I have never heard this one before I don't know if you guys are familiar with it but as I said I'm just going to dive right in here so Martin Perel was 16 years of age he was born to Rudolph and Teresa Perel on the 11th of August 1983 and his sister Danielle And himself, they all live with their parents on a busy street in Bad Rachenhall in Germany. Again, my apologies for the really, really bad pronunciation there. Uh, On the 1st of November 1999, his parents left the house and they went off to the graveyard to visit the graves, uh, the grave of one of Martin's grandparents. This is something that would all often Happen in Ireland as well, the people on the 1st of November, it's known as All Saints Day. So you would visit the graves of people who have passed. Martin decided to stay home and when they were gone, he broke into his dad's gun cabinet, which contained more than 10 guns, positioned himself kind of sniper style in his bedroom window and began shooting at anything that moved. So basically just started shooting people at random. Terrifying stuff. Perel killed neighbours Ruth and Horson and Beryl and then 54-year-old patient at the hospital across the street, she had stepped outside to smoke. Now, I know smoking will kill you, but surely it shouldn't kill you that fast. This was just totally uncalled for. Eight others were also shot and wounded. Martin's sister, who was working as a nanny at the hospital across the street, came home around noon. She came home by 12 o'clock for lunch. Martin shot her five times, killing her five times he shot her. He then, now this, I mean, obviously the murder of innocent people is just completely apparent. But this, Detail really broke my heart. He then shot the cat. He shot and killed the family cat. Imagine shooting and killing your own pet. So that just gives us an insight into where his head was at. He then went to the bathroom, sat in the bath and committed suicide by shooting himself in the head. No clear motive has been found for his actions. So Martin himself, it will come as no surprise. He was an outsider in school. Uh, He did have an alcoholic father at home. He was often out of work. These are kind of looked at as possible factors in this massacre. Um, Martin was very into guns. He frequently purchased gun magazines. He told classmates that he sometimes went to the forest looking for birds to shoot and would practice shooting with his father. But I mean, that in and of itself is not necessarily a red flag. You know, hunting and shooting. I mean, some people are into it. It's not that strange that a teenage boy would do that with his dad. Rudolf, though himself, was a 12-year veteran of the German army, was very into guns. At one point owning 19, which I'm sure we'd all agree is just too many guns. A few months before the first Mark was temporarily expelled from school because of Nazi photographs pasted in his notebook. So as anyone who has even a fleeting interest in modern Germany knows, there is a zero tolerance policy when it comes to Nazi paraphernalia of any description. So this would not have been taken lightly and he was expelled from school. Neighbours said that Martin was normal, but very quiet, very introverted. And former classmates described him as a bit of a loner. And their descriptions of him were very similar to descriptions of the two guys behind the Columbine High School massacre, Eric Harris and Dylan Klobold. So he is said to Martin himself, Uh, similar to these guys was said to have been a shy loner very introverted preferred playing video games over talking to people one classmate Stephanie Hocketer said again I mean the German Julie is just uh, like I need to pick a country where I can pronounce the surnames because this is pretty embarrassing so Stephanie Hocketer said Martin was quote always nice but that he was largely ignored and rarely had anything to say another classmate said that Martin was quote a bit right wing Given the similarities between the shooters at Columbine and Martin and the short amount of time between their respective killings, it is possible that Martin was influenced by the massacre at Columbine. So Columbine took place on the 20th of April of that year, and this all took place on the 1st of November. And Martin had talked about the killings and in passing had said to somebody at some point that these actions were something, quote, we should do. So again, Alarm bells like he was clearly in somewhat inspired by these killings. You know, there was a copycat element here for sure. Police stormed the house at six o'clock that day, the first November, and found the bodies of Daniela and Martin along with the body of the cat. An enormous swastika was painted above Martin's bed. In his room were a number of additional painted swastikas and other Nazi symbols. A number Videos and CDs with violent content were also discovered. A portrait of Adolf Hitler hung above the bed of Daniel, Martin's sister. So clearly this was a family that was very interested in Nazi ideology and right wing fascism. There was some kind of fascination there. Numerous politicians in Germany called for changes in German gun legislation following Martin's shooting on the 1st of November 1999. His parents were interviewed as witnesses and of course then shortly after the German police started an investigation. Now Wolfgang Geis who was the head of the investigation denied that drugs, alcohol or right-wing ideology were behind Martin's actions saying that they played quote no role. Instead he insisted that the problem was quote in the personality of the offender. Now, obviously he is primarily right there. I mean, I'm sure, you know, certainly this guy, this young man, Martin had serious mental health problems. Now I do hate saying that because we all have mental health problems and we don't go out and kill numerous people at random, but he obviously was suffering from something and was in need of some kind of psychiatric help, for sure. I mean, I can't diagnose. I can do a lot of things, guys, but I can't diagnose people that I've never met posthumously. But he had a lot of stuff going on, for sure. However, you know, there definitely was a fascination with that Columbine um, killing, the massacre there. There was definitely a copycat element in the sense that he was inspired by this. Um, And, you know, the right-wing ideology was to say what motivated him, but a lot of people will kind of maybe interpret that differently, that perhaps these things did play a part. Um, But the the head guy anyway was adamant that this was not the case. Investigators concluded that Martin, like Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold in um, Columbine, did not commit murder-suicide as a spontaneous act, but likely planned his actions well in advance. Martin, unlike the guys in Columbine, left no journal or videos to explain his motivations for his actions obviously leaving this a complete mystery despite this investigators remain certain that Martin's own death was as much a part of whatever plan he devised as the indiscriminate shooting of others and that is the story of Martin Perel the teenage mass murderer